At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. Rocket Shop Radio. I'm your host, Caleb Humphrey. Tonight, my guests are Abaddon, local heavy metal act from Burlington, Vermont. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Good, doing? man. Good. Doing well. Doing well. Um, so I heard recently you guys have a new EP coming out, right? We do. Uh, the EP is coming out. We're releasing it on Monday. Um, doing a uh, record release show at Nectar's for the uh, annual Metal Monday Christmas party, which is always a good time. Uh, we're playing with The Path, we're also local Burlington guys. Uh, we're playing with Wolfhand, and we're playing with Savage Hen, who will do their annual holiday uh, favorites. Awesome. What time does this start? Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. Cool. Uh, no cover if you're over 21. 18 plus, I believe, is $5. Yeah, sounds like a good time. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about you guys. How long have you guys been a band? Where'd you start? What's your story? Uh, we've been playing since, what, late 2009? Winter 2009. Winter 2009. Um, myself and Ben uh, used to play in... Uh, I used to play in a band here. Ben used to play in a band from uh, Massachusetts before we moved up here, and our paths crossed over the years, and we linked up and uh, started jamming. And then we got uh, Ricky here, uh, started playing with us, and then uh, bounced around for lineups for a little while, and got Eric here and our, uh, our friend Ben who's not uh, here with us tonight uh, to, as well um, rounding out definitely the best lineup we've had uh, since becoming a band yeah for sure um, mm-hmm. and uh, so we've been playing playing out pretty consistently since mid 2010 yeah just about, about that <clears throat> yeah and um, how many albums have you guys put out before is this your first experience doing a live release um, no, we did. Uh, we released uh, another EP, The Black Palm, was it last year or the year before? It's actually two, 2015. 2015. Yeah. So the last EP you came out was uh, was called The Black Palm. Um, that came out in 2015. We and then we've done we've done some other recordings, but never like a, a physical release prior to uh, the Black Bomb that we did. Yeah, yeah nothing, nothing digital. Digital. super. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stuff that you know we would start and like weren't really happy with and and you know scrapped it or uh, just couldn't couldn't make it work. Didn't really want to invest into. We didn't feel some of the stuff we recorded earlier was worth investing the the money and time into like putting it out and and doing it like that. So right, you feel like if it's going to be a physical release, it's got to be tight. It's got to be something you would really feel proud of years down the road. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, do you guys normally play at Metal Mondays? Yeah, um, routinely, like, uh, a couple times a year, probably. Yeah, try not to do it too much, because you don't want people to, you know, expect you to be on the bill every week and get sick of you. Right, no one likes to be pigeonholed. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, a lot of my friends have said really good things about Metal Mondays. I've never personally gone to go check them out, but um, every time someone brings it up in conversation, they always make it sound like one of the coolest things that goes on in Burlington. It's 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 been going on for several like a long time now. It's what are we at? Like two hundred and more than that. Seventy. This is the sixth 
Chris Metal Monday Christmas party. It's been six years. Six yeah. years. Yeah. Um, so it's been going on a long time. Uh, Matt Hayden has a, had an awesome run with it. <clears throat> it's it, they don't happen as often as they used to, um, but the when you know probably once or twice a month now. But now they're a little. They tend to be like each one of them is bigger now as opposed to having more of them. They're just consolidated into you know one or two a month that tend to be just overall like a better show. Yeah, shall we a lot say? Of hype around them too. Yeah, so people um, are excited when they come around. Yeah, definitely. And they've seen a lot of really good acts come through there too. And we played with some of them, and other bands have been able to share that joy too. A lot of local bands, so it's kind of a, it's a really awesome venue and kind of an asset for metal bands, really. Yeah, because I imagine the scene in Burlington is kind of small for metal. There's only so many places you can play really with metal. Yeah, um, yeah, and fewer and fewer considering we lost 242, and a lot of the bars don't really like to have metal that often. Yeah, it's it's tough. You know, we're most of the time we are pretty much relegated to playing like late night. Um, at bars on weird weird days of the week, like Monday, Monday, <laughs> Wednesday, th- Thursdays, Thursdays, uh, Charlie's in Montpelier. Yeah, um, yeah, you're like a dark secret for a lot of these bars. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, or uh, you know, some of the, sometimes there are places that'll that'll let us do stuff on weekends. Um, the Monkey is always pretty good if, as long as they don't have, you know, you can you can book the Monkey out, and as long as they don't you know already have something on the calendar, mm-hmm. you know they. Uh, you can just you know reserve the date and, and have a show there, um, but you know it's unless you're sometimes these things don't really happen like quickly, so a lot of times stuff gets booked out far in advance and and kind of out of luck. Yeah, yeah, you got to be quick or you lose it. Yep. We definitely had good luck with the, one of those Finnegan shows on a Friday night or something like that. Yeah, Finnegan. Yeah, everyone's just coming down, being like, "What DJ's here?" And everybody's like, "There's no DJ." <laughs> Um, yeah, and then they so, have to kind of walk through us to get to the bar. So, but is I mean, with any bar, as long as the bar is making money, they don't really care who's playing there. So any place that gives you a shot, as long as people like to drink, they're generally okay with it. Yeah, yeah that makes a huge difference. All about uh, yeah, if if the uh, if the it turns the crowd, honestly. Yeah, if yeah. if it if it does well, then you know they're more inclined to try it again. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, experiment, experiment once or twice, and if they if <laughs> doesn't scare away the customers, if it doesn't scare away the regular customers, and people, you know, they tend to be willing to yeah. right. go again. Key success, don't scare people. Exactly. Yeah. Too That's, much. Scare them a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> just a little or, bit. You know, kind of a lot. Um, so, are you guys okay taking a quick break, and we can play a track off your new EP? Yeah, definitely, man. Absolutely. Sure. All right. This is um, a bad in off their new release called "None of This Matters." Um, here's the title track.
So that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that's it's pretty pretty fun track to play. Yeah, it's heavy. I like it very very intense, very in your face. Um, track. Yeah, that was none of this matters by Abaddon. Um, while we listened to that, I had a question that came to my mind. Uh, Abaddon, what does it mean? Because when I was Googling you guys earlier a few days ago, um, I think I accidentally landed on a page about a Yiddish god or something like that. Uh, I don't know if that's any connection. Oh, you're, what's you're, the story? you're not, you're not wrong. Not too uh, far off. In, in like traditionally accepted like Christian and Jewish like demonology, uh, Abaddon is known as the destroyer. Yeah. Um, in, in both, both cultures. So uh, you were not, not off the mark on that, and that's where we derived the, uh, the name from. Cool. And you guys are destroying people's minds with your music. That's right. The name good use. That's yeah. the game plan. It's either the destroyer or it's a place of destruction. Yeah. Very sick. That's funny because I went to Catholic school and no one ever mentioned that. I feel, I feel like they try not to I teach know. you like the dark stuff at Catholic school. They don't want to steer too far from the light. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that track was really awesome. Do you guys want to talk a little bit more just about recording in general? What was it like working in a studio? Who'd you work with? How'd you do it? Um, what was the experience like? Well, we so we recorded it actually in a few different places with a few different people. Uh, we do have some uh, experience in audio engineering in our band. Uh, ben here, that's what he went to school for. Um, so we recorded Eric and Ben with our friend Spencer Sulia at Eric's basement at, in Eric's basement um, which is actually which actually used to be a, a recording a, like a DIY recording studio um, that the uh, friends of, of mine used to live in and outfitted the entire basement years ago so they could record stuff down there so the acoustics down there are actually pretty good um, that's awesome because the odds of coming by a basement like that are like one in a million yeah, yeah. close yeah. to impossible. I think I think I left out there. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's some mystery in that house. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and then, so we did that there. We took those tracks and gave them to Ryan. We took those tracks, and our bass player Ben uh, just recorded in, in his room. Um, he has a he has an <laughs> excellent setup for doing that kind of stuff. So he he did his own recording. Then we took those tracks and sent them to our friend Ryan Hackney, who works right around the corner at the box art studio. Um, and Ricky did his guitars there, and I did my vocals there. Which was a blast. We've been friends with Ryan for a, a really long time. It was, a, it, was, it was a lot of fun to be able to work with him on, on this project. Um, <clears throat> and that's I'll where say, bulk of the mixing got done, too. Yeah, I'll say um, I've recorded with Ryan now three times, and in the last, I guess, 11, 10, maybe 10, 10 years of uh, me actually trying to produce music. I think Ryan is my favorite so far. Um, yeah. Very homely, very very uh, understanding, and, and very well-rounded dude overall. Yeah, in my experience as well, it's always great to work with someone who you're already kind of friends with. Yep. So it's not like this awkward scenario where, you know, you're paying some dude you don't know to mix something you poured your heart and soul into. And it's, you know, it's just about money. You know, if you're working with your friend on music, then it mm -hmm. feels more like you're just hanging out and being productive together. Yeah. Totally. Um, and, you know, being friends with, with whoever's working on it, you know, they know what you're, you know, they, 
they know what you're looking for um, because you know they they know you and they know how you've gone about your business with you know in music for a long time so they know what kind of sound you're looking for and what you you know take your influences from yeah they know your style yeah yeah I honestly can't believe though that track was recorded in a basement like that sounded really really tight yeah yeah maybe Ryan did a lot of work to it Ryan did a lot of work to it um Spencer um, was really patient with us. Our setup was pretty minimal. Um, mm-hmm. uh, mainly drums and um, I guess uh, ben, Ben's guitars were done in the basement mm-hmm. and very very raw. So um, we were we were trying to come out with a raw element with this with this EP and that certainly was produced by recording in, in the basement of my house, mm-hmm. which you know made it I guess a bit of a challenge for your Ryan, but you know I, I guess he was able to produce that again with. Um, you know, whatever equipment that he was able to use. Yeah, he gave it a lot more of an organic sound. Um, Spencer Sulia, the guy that um, Eric and I recorded with, um, he did our entire first album. It was uh, had a much different sound. It was very much tighter, kind of more like a technical death metal sort of sound where it was very dry and very, just very, 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 very tight. Very precise. Yeah, very precise, which was, which was great, but we wanted to see what else maybe what it could sound like so that's why we went with Ryan for mixing and we're we're pretty happy with the way it came out yeah yeah I should say so definitely it sounds great um so I go out to a lot of shows around Burlington and um you know Burlington is to be completely honest a very small city but every time I go out and catch a show um I'm normally surprised to hear what kind of music is going on because like every time I go out um I'll hear something new and think well these guys are from Burlington I had no idea and it seems like lately there's been a lot of really cool music popping up. Um, do you guys have any recommendations? Who have you seen lately that you've really been into? Whoa. Or what are you guys listening to these days that's local? Who should we go check out, basically? Um, I don't think we're... We did, so uh, one, of the bands we're, one of the bands we're playing with um, is this band, The Path. Uh, they're from Burlington. We played with them in Warren uh, Halloween weekend, and that's a really, really tight just straight up hardcore band. Um, mm-hmm. They're awesome. We're really, really happy they could they could play the show with us. Um, also, really nice dudes. Really, really great dudes. Yeah. Guys who you know who've been in the community for a long, mm-hmm. you know, been in the music scene a long time. Um, yeah. So yeah. we're really, really stoked to be able to play with those guys again. Yeah, and Wolfhand's doing something really unique, incorporating the yeah, whole yeah. steel guitar. Yeah, into Wolf, there. Wolfhand, who's playing as well, does some really, really out there stuff. Um, uh, friends, friends of ours playing that band as well. Are they metal with a lap steel? Yeah, they're they're they're. It's like a, it's like, how do you describe it? It's pretty ambient. Yeah, pretty ambient stuff. Um, it's like an ambient like ambient metal with they've got a lap like a lap steel keyboard, guitar, yeah, bass some, drum. Some elements you don't usually see, but actually it'll be my first time getting to see them live when we play with them. So I'm very much looking forward well, to that. So yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah, I wish you actually asked us that question like five years ago because the the scene around here back then was a lot healthier in, in regards to metal and there was a lot more fun stuff going around like Alive and Well and Vaporizer and I mean who else did we have going around well at the Warren uh, show we also had what Stream Devils Stream Devils Stream yeah, Devils, Stream Devils. Awesome. oh yeah uh, great friends of ours from uh, the Williamstown Barry area um, who've been in bands for playing different bands forever for playing different instruments 15. too so you can <laughs> jump years. over drum sets and uh, switch split which switch places with another drummer from earlier and do dual vocals and you know, all really talented and dudes yeah and great dudes too so yeah Ian I mean Ian's been I've been seeing Ian play shows for like 
15. <laughs> Fall to ashes. 15 years now? Oh my god. I think the first show I ever played was in uh, 135. What was it? 135. Uh, Willard. Basement. Yeah, yeah. Fall to ashes. Willard, yeah. God. Yeah, Jason and Ricky grew up in Burlington. Eric and I are the outsiders, so we <laughs> Yeah. We only know so much about the scene. Yeah. Uh, he's from Mass and he's from uh, DC. Yeah, I grew up oh, in Washington, DC. Flatlanders. So. A little bit different. <laughs> um, you made a really <laughs> interesting comment. It's hostile. It's hostile. You made this really interesting comment, uh, just barely. You said music was a lot different five years ago in Burlington. Um, what do you mean by that? I guess care to elaborate or like more so just just the metal scene. It it was just a lot. There was a lot more, I guess, life into it. There I were, think I think there was a big pocket where people were more available on Monday nights. I think that's that's uh, the host of a lot of the uh, livelihood of this area with metal. Um, I know, for example, I, I can speak for myself. I I was in college and I was able to come down every single night at nine o'clock and I was more than likely playing with you know a band that I was playing at the time which was no sign of mine and um, I didn't have a class until 11 o'clock the next morning um, here we are you know uh, maybe six years later and it's it's I can say safe to say it's pretty tough to play a show at 10 p.m. and uh, you know get up and go to work at you know normal I guess uh, Adult hours. Yeah. <laughs> whether whether it's you know three a.m. Like seven and seven a.m. Um, so I think that that was a big part of it. We had you know the scene ebbs and flows. Um, I think that we have pockets where people are more available, and right now we're kind of in a the deeper side of things where people aren't as available. But you know I, I could see it coming back. It's and you never really know. I think it, with with it being such a small town, and my experience with you know the Burlington music scene is pretty limited. But um, what I've seen in Washington, D.C. is that, you know, it'll maybe last about a year. You have a period of time where the scene will grab on and people will really make it a part of their, their, their plans to, uh, to go see live music. And I think, you know, it goes up and down. That's just kind of how it goes. So. Right. And Everything changes. another component to that was is a lot of bands, like one of the bands Benito mentioned earlier, Vaporizer, they, and Alive and Well, um, those two bands, like when Metal Mondays originally started, uh, it was a lot of times you'd see Alive and Well, Vaporizer, and Abaddon, and Alive and Well started in mine adjacent basement. As, well, not as it didn't fully start there, but they started practicing there when yeah. Abaddon started there, and Vaporizer were friends of friends, slash, you know, like it became friends, moved into town, then became our tattoo artists and other things, and became great friends and playing shows and we had a collective of friends that also really enjoyed coming out to see those shows and the original artwork for like vaporizer and the awesome tunes from like alive and well and then they came to see us because well well we still are trying to figure that out but <laughs> yeah. um but uh you know a lot of you know some people moved away and it's the scene needs like a an infusion of some like young younger blood that's what right. it, that's what it's lacking right now is is the you know the presence of you know like end of high school late teens um to that you know 20 mark there there's just not i think the word you're looking for would be uh there's there's less conviction right now um that's that's a big essence of metal um, yeah. mm-hmm. a sense of conviction and and um 
you know, there's innocence in it, but I think like what he's like, you know, in 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 the sense of being younger, having the avail availability to just say screw it, I'm just gonna go out for a night and I'm just gonna yeah. listen to metal. The scene needs more teenage angst. Uh, it's it's something like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. I know it sounds it needs little, it sounds a little cheesy, but you it, kind of no, I definitely know where you kind of have from. to disconnect from like okay, I have to get up in the morning. You have to just be like. I'm just going to go out and I'm just going to enjoy myself regardless. Yeah. yeah. And losing 242, that is a huge, huge kick in the pants on that because, I mean, my fir my first show ever was at 242 and I'd never even seen a, a mosh pit that close and it, it, it blew me away. It was just amazing. The place was like a walk-in closet to some people who are extremely rich, but uh, every person in Burlington, it became like home and a lot of young people were able to actually play their first shows and then realize this is something they enjoy. And we've seen countless artists locally go through there and realize they enjoy it and then blow up into something else or, you know, just take it as a hobby or just and realize they really enjoy spending their time and playing music with friends. And having that access to the public where sometimes it was free and things like that, that, that definitely hurts. A lot of the metal scene is around bars and you can't really be saying hey come to my show when it's a 16 year old kid who's listening to your CD yeah. and he can't get in yeah you know yeah. those 16 year olds need a place to go even they if definitely because no one starts off being a great band too you need to be in you gotta not pay your dues but everyone starts off in a crappy band everyone can remember their first crappy band yeah, that they were in chop wood. yeah and you you have to have a place that's willing to give you that stage whether or not you know people actually want to listen to you at that point or not but it's all it's all about progressing as a musician and yeah. you know and just learning how to perform and getting up in front of an audience and their important skills yeah. and, and not having a, an all eight like a knowledge easily venue. accessible ages venue like that is really tough on, yeah. a, on a small on a small scene like this maybe that's why there aren't enough high schoolers or like it's, um, older big, teenagers playing metal is a big part of it. Yeah. For it. They, well, I mean, they know how to get exposed to it. Big part and of it. And then when like, me and Jason were younger, we we were lucky enough to be able to rent out uh, like a VFW hall, Odd Fellows, for like a hundred bucks a night and throw shows, which became a second all ages kind of venue that we could just go in, literally DIY shows, and sometimes we had great acts, sometimes it was all local acts, but it was another venue. And that also got shut down years ago, but it's just a matter of like people opening opening their doors and checking giving it a try because some people might think it's abrasive, but also they might realize that there's a lot more going on in the metal scene. Like when you go to a metal Monday, if you have never gone to a metal Monday, go to it, check it out. You see like how people how like people everyone thinks you go there and that everyone's beating each other up, but it's actually so much fun. Like I'm watching just people just take care of each other and just have a good time and just flow with the music. There's a lot of a lot of sense of community yeah. um, at metal shows. Essentially, what I was trying to get um, at community and family. You know, everyone everyone goes to shows is you know they all go to the same shows. Everybody sees each other. So maybe it's the only place they see each other at shows. <laughs> yeah. So and uh, you know lack of lack of available places for that to happen is you know is, is a killer and and we only have one you know larger size venue here and we just it, we're sort of in between we, we can't get upper market bands because there's not a place big enough for them to play around here mm -hmm. um we get lucky every once in a while we'll get something on the bigger end uh on an off day between boston and montreal yeah. and you know higher ground will pick them up once in a while which is great um but you know they metal only gets booked so often so 
outside yeah. of that it's it's dependent on on people doing you know diy stuff in the middle mondays and and there's not enough places to to put it yeah it's sad because um in losing 242 main and other diy diy spots that are um slowly becoming less and less common um you know a lot of people who go to bars in burlington tend to like groovier funkier music and totally. there's nothing wrong with that no not at all it's cooler it, it was cool with 242 main is that people would show up and they'd all relatively be on the same page you know they'd all like punk or mm-hmm. um hardcore uh, metal but it was more of this aggressive style of music and you would get a lot of people in the same room who all enjoyed the same things and when you go out to a bar it's um not everyone's on the same page like that so it's, it does sound like a challenge yeah it's it's a lot of availability um metal is not as available to you know more people and bottom line is you know bartenders have to get paid venues have to make money and um Mm-hmm. So uh, we got to tear down the capitalist system, is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, not necessarily. Just I think that, that that might ruin it for us. <laughs> um, another another do big it for, do it for the music. I, I think that's cheesy enough, but um, I think that it's this is what it is. Another big thing is the lack of venues like this forces shows to happen late. Which is a killer on the scene. Yep. Yeah, you know, then high schoolers can't go to them. Show show kit doesn't start till. Don't get us wrong. Our, our main market is not high school. <laughs> right. oh, I know. Um, let's not get that. Even for us, I mean, like, <laughs> saying, like when I got a well, well, Eric, for instance, he has to get up for work at like th- two and three in the morning. Um, I'm up at four now. And, yeah, Ricky's up at four. I'd be up oh, at seven, and it's when we play a show. I mean, we're really we don't really. I mean, we're not rock stars. We don't get paid a lot. We get our gas covered, and we usually spend it on our bar tab. So, so when we get home, and we throw it on the till for recording. Yeah, and we unload all the equipment. It's three, four in the morning, and I mean, we did it so we could have fun, really. And so then you're back to reality the next day, and it's a, it's a, it's a rough gig. I kind of feel like this is our excuse to like, you know, get outside of our work lives and really hang out with our friends. I mean, yeah, you force yourself to. Yeah, you kind of force yourself out to be with people, and you know, you work. You know, I work fifty hours a week, and this is my excuse. Yeah, you get sense. caught up in life. Yeah, and this is a good escape. So I'm not like, oh, I can't wait to make money this next gig. It's more like I just, I really like to just lay out. So. Yeah, and if you don't do it for a while, it starts to kind of bite at you in the back of the head. Like, I really need to do yep. this. <laughs> I, I, I got that itch. I need to play. Yeah. Monday's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I hate to interrupt the conversation right now, but uh, are you guys cool playing another track off your EP? Let's play the other Sounds one, great. man. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. do it. Let's, um, let's share with the world. Um, this one's called Cracked In and Affected by Batten.
Very nice. So that was Cracked and Infected by Baden off their new upcoming EP, None of This Matters. I still can't believe that was recorded in a basement. <laughs> I said, man, Urine, Urine did some magic, magic on those, magic. those tones. Magic, man. Every, every studio too. is a basement. Every studio really is a basement at, at, at its heart. And every basement is a studio. It could be. If you believe. If you believe hard enough. And you have tools. Yeah. <laughs> Tools also help. Yeah. Tools are important. Tools a bunch of, and a bunch of extra money laying around. <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> yeah, so um, if you wouldn't mind reminding our audience tonight when the upcoming holiday show is. Uh, holiday show is this come Monday, December the 18th at Nectar's, 9 o'clock. It's us, Wolfhand, The Path, and Savage Hen. Um, no cover if you're over 21. And eighteen and up, eighteen to twenty is five dollars. So, can somebody please dress as Santa and come? Yeah, uh, or Krampus. It's yeah. it's it's, it's the it's the annual you know Metal Monday Xmas party. So there will be an inverted Someone Christmas tree. There is an inverted Christmas tree with a Yankee swap. Uh, we've had there Krampus has been there in years past with Santa as well. Photo uh, opportunities. I'm sure there'll be a lot of people in ugly sweaters and ridiculous outfits. So if if you haven't been to a Metal Monday yet, this is a good one to go to. Yep. This is this one is is an interesting one. It's a pretty good time. Tis the season. Tis the season. If you're gonna get festive, do it right. That's right. Like excellent. Well, hopefully, um, hopefully I can make it out for that night. Um, but thanks again for stopping by tonight, guys. Hey, thanks for having us, man. Oh, yeah, no Appreciate problem. it. Thank you. Pleasure. Um, you're listening to Rocket Shop Radio. Um, this program is supported in part by Advanced Music, a full-line music store offering instruments and gear, band and orchestra rentals, electronic and stringed instruments, and repair services. Your local, we're local, Advance. It's been all about the music for more than 30 years. Located at 75 Maple Street in Burlington and online at advancedmusicbt.com. I'm your host, Caleb Humphrey. Thanks for tuning in tonight. <laughs>